Hello, and welcome back to That Sounds Like a Plan. I'm your host, Alicia Barga. I'm really excited about today's episode because this is my first Q&A episode. And the question today comes from Steve from Anoka, Minnesota. And if you don't know about Anoka, which if you're outside of Minnesota, I don't know why you would, but Anoka is the self-proclaimed Halloween capital of the world. So there you go. Fun fact for today. So Steve's question is, how do we utilize board members most effectively at events? How can we train them to know that they need to be our best ambassadors instead of guests at the event? Steve, that's an awesome question. And it's one I know that a lot of nonprofits struggle with. So let's start with the first part of your question. How do we utilize board members most effectively at events? Now, I want to say that I have been on both sides of this issue. I've been on boards where I've struggled to understand where I fit in or what was expected of me when it came to events. I've also worked with many, many boards on the event planning side. So I totally understand the struggle. And we're going to kind of break it down and hopefully get to a, a conclusion for you, Steve. So before we dive into the how, I want to start with what. What does board support look like? And there are three main ways that board members can support your event. Monetarily, advocacy. Now, I'm not talking advocating for the nonprofit. This is advocacy for the event. And then personally. They can support the event monetarily. This is through their personal buy-in. So they or their uh, company can sponsor the event. They can donate an auction item, bottles of wine, gift cards, or some other item that relates to event activities. They can purchase a table or tickets to the event, or they can just do a straight up donation. So we're, you know, let's say they donate $100 to the event. This is not necessarily to the organization at all, as a whole. They're donating $100 so that somebody that's working on the event can go take that money and buy bottles of wine or auction items or, you know, any kind of things that are needed for the event. They can support monetarily through other people's money. So um, this is essentially through their connections. So they can invite others to contribute. They can help secure sponsorships. They can talk to their friends and colleagues about buying a table or tickets for the event. They can solicit auction donation items. You get the idea. And then lastly is the sharing of their services. Um, you might have a graphic designer on your board that is going to do all of your graphic design work for free. That is a huge impact on your budget. So those pro bono service donations should not be overlooked. Next is advocacy. They can promote the event through their personal networks and on their social media channels. They can like, share, and comment on the organization's event-related social media posts. They can share their connections and resources. So maybe they're not necessarily bringing in a sponsor this year, but maybe they're setting up those uh, coffee dates or meetings with key partners for a future sponsorship or some other long-term partner connection. They can be a brand ambassador at the event. Now, Steve, I know this was part of your question, and we'll get to that uh, a little more detail in a bit, but they can be a brand ambassador at the event. So whether that is speaking from the stage or from their seat. You know, they can talk to the people at their table about the organization. They can say thank you to guests for coming. After the event, they can help with making calls or sending thank you letters to donors after the event. Um, if they brought in a sponsorship or secured a, 
a big auction item, that board member's signature should be on that thank you letter as much as the executive director's. Lastly is personally. So they attend the event. That's a pretty simple ask, right? We just ask that you mark it on your calendar and that you show up for the event. They can serve as a board liaison on the event planning team. I'm going to talk about this in a little bit as well. And once they're on that planning team, they can actively participate in all event meetings and bring their best ideas and enthusiasm. You don't want some board member that is going to come to event meetings and sit there like a lump because they were made to be there. It's not that much to ask that they bring some enthusiasm and participate and engage in those event planning meetings. They can take a shift at the event, whether it's setup, registration, being a greeter, staffing a game, or helping with teardown. It's a pretty simple ask of a board member to take a shift at the event. One caveat on that, though, is I have seen where some nonprofits, the shift is the entire event. And you don't want that. You do. I know Steve talked about keeping board members from acting like guests at their event, but you do want them to be able to enjoy themselves and have some conversation with the people at their table, especially if they brought a whole table of people. And then lastly, just to have fun at the event and let their passion show uh, for the organization. So I recommend having three to five expectations and you want a max of five because you want your board member to remember what's expected of them. And if there's too many expectations, they're just going to tune them out. And only you can decide which three to five from this list makes the most sense for your organization. Um, You know, it might even be something that's not on this list, but three to five expectations max. And the key is to make sure that you are crystal clear. Be super specific on your expectations for board members when it comes to your events. And these expectations need to happen long before that person is sitting in a chair around your conference table. It starts from the recruitment process. So however it is that you are advertising that you need board members or recruiting board members, post those expectations in your search. You know, if you're posting a a quote-unquote job post, make sure those expectations are in there. Or if you're putting out a social media call for board members, make sure that those are in there. Then when you're kind of to that next step, let's say you've put out your calling for board members and you have a candidate. Talk about those expectations during the interview process, just kind of reinforcing it again. Then when you have come to the conclusion that this board member is a good fit, that you're a good fit for one another, and you're into that onboarding process, put your expectations in writing and have your board member initial that they have read and understand those expectations. Now, this is not a contract. You're not going to get rid of your board member because they don't bring in five bottles of wine for the event. The point is just to that act of slowing down and having to initial that you've seen something really forces people to stop and look at those more carefully. And then for the board meetings in the months leading up to your event, Add those expectations to your agenda and review them briefly. Now, there's probably going to be months where you've got a lot on your agenda and you're not going to be able to even talk about them. That's okay. Just make sure that they're on the agenda so that anytime they go back and look at the notes, 
they're there. And it's, again, just reinforcing. With your board expectations, make sure you keep them on the positive side. Talk about what your board member gets to do or, you know, why these expectations could be beneficial to them versus here's what you have to do. Uh, Make sure you keep it on the positive side. And then also making sure your board board members understand the why behind what you're asking of them. Some board members don't see the value in hosting events. So, you know, making sure that they understand that your event is the gateway to building relationships with long-term supporters and donors and that you need their help in doing that. And if you have an existing board member that's pushing back on your expectations, remind them what your goals are and then ask them how they see themselves helping you reach that goal. Kind of put it back on them. Like most likely that board member, if they're not new, they have helped you to create those those event goals. And so just remind them what those are and ask them how they see themselves as part of the team to help you get there because you can't do it on your own. Now, keep in mind, your board members are going to change over time. You know this. They may not all have the same skills, abilities, connections to be able to fulfill all of your expectations. So just be realistic in what you're asking and make it attainable for 90% of your board. So Steve, let's get back to your question. How do we utilize board members most effectively at events? So first, take a look at the makeup of your current board and see where they're most likely to be successful. Your board member who's a natural salesperson is going to be great at helping you with sponsorships. If there's a board member that's outgoing in life of the party, put them at a shift for a game. Now, on the flip side, if someone on your board doesn't handle stress very well, you do not want to put them at your registration or check-in table. So you get the idea. Set them up for success. See where they're going to have the best fit for you and for themselves based on their skills and abilities and personalities. I recommend that you rotate a board member or two on your planning team. I mentioned this before, you'd have your board liaison or liaisons on your event planning team. And what this does is it gives them more buy-in. When it comes time to giving an update on the event at your board meeting, it's those board members giving that update, not you, if you know if i if you're the executive director it's not you and then it's the board member that's asking their fellow board members to step up and you know take a shift or donate an item or whatever it is that you have set out as your expectations so it's not just on you and then lastly just understand what your board member is hoping to get from their time on the board and is there a way that you can help them do that through your event the more willing you are to help them achieve their goals, the more willing they're going to be to help you. It really is a two-way street. So Steve, now to the second part of your question. How can we train them to know they need to be our best ambassadors instead of guests at the event? Again, this falls back to setting those expectations. What do you want them to do? Be very clear about it from the beginning and then repeat, repeat, repeat. I do have a tip for you if you're hosting a sit-down event. Take your number of tables and divide it by the number of board members that are going to be in that room and assign those board members to those tables. So you, let's say you have 20 tables in your venue and you've got 10 board members that are going to be at this event. Each board member is expected to go to two tables and to greet them 
introduce themselves, thank those guests for being there, and just to let them know that they can answer any questions about the organization that those uh, guests might have. Now, don't leave this to chance. Don't just say, okay, you're going to take two tables. Actually assign them. Okay, board member number one, you're going to take tables one and two. And then you're going to take three and four. Assign them those tables. And again, this doesn't have to take all night. This is like 10, 15 minutes max out of their evening. And then they're back to enjoying themselves with their guests. It's so important because it makes your guests feel welcome. And it gives the board member something to do. And then they get to shine a little bit, show their leadership, and feel part of the event. Alrighty, there you go, Steve. I really hope that helped. I would love to hear how it goes with your board and your event. So please post something in the Facebook group if and when you implement these suggestions, and I hope you do. Um, if you'd like to submit a question for the Q&A episode like Steve did, you can head to thatsoundslikeaplan.net, and there's a link there to submit a question. Or you can do so on the Facebook page. So go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash that sounds like a plan. And yeah, Steve, please go post an update. Um, just a quick reminder that I don't use full names when I answer your question on the podcast, just like I did with Steve. It's just your first name, city, and state. However, if you'd like to remain completely anonymous, there's a checkbox on the form that you can check and I won't use any of your info. So head to the website, thatsoundslikeaplan.net and submit your questions. Alrighty, I will see you next week. Now that sounds like a plan.